This episode of the Invest Your Best podcast with Ali Kay is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition with high quality ingredients and less than three grams of sugar. And what I love about Organifi's superfood blends is that they are so easy. There's no chopping or juicing or any of that. You just mix in a scoop in your water, stir it up and you go. It's great tasting and Organifi really prides on keeping costs low. So it's less than $3 a day. And what I've been loving is drinking Organifi's limited time gold chocolate, which is like an alternative to hot chocolate. And you know, the holidays are coming up. Who doesn't love a nice soothing cup of self-care? Organifi's gold chocolate has a soothing blend of herbs, medicinal mushrooms, and organic cocoa. So you can kind of just get that evening ritual, make yourself a cup of it and feel restored. And starting November 26th through November 29th, Organifi is having a huge Black Friday Cyber Monday deal. So if you use my code AllieK at checkout, you will receive 25% off everything and you'll also get free shipping over any order over a hundred dollars so go use my code ally k when you're shopping with organifi and get in on those deals Welcome to season four of the Invest Your Best podcast with Ali Kay. Come along as I casually explore what it takes to live your best life mentally and physically by focusing on the things you can control, your thinking and actions. Come and listen as I have open, real, and honest conversations about what it takes to step into action to live your best life. It's time to invest your best. Welcome to the Invest Your Best podcast. I am your host, Allie Kay. And on today's episode, I have made it a hundred days without alcohol. So here's the deal. I want to be really open with you guys about this experience. So on this episode, I am going to share the good things that I have experienced these past 100 days without alcohol. But I'm also going to share a lot of the bad stuff too. I want to be completely candid about what going without alcohol for these 100 days, how it's impacted my life. And I want to share that with you. So stick around. So I am dealing with a little bit of a sinus infection. We are up in the mountains for the Thanksgiving break and I'm just battling a sinus infection, but no big deal. But I just want to say that's what's going on with my voice, but we're going to push through this episode because I'm excited to just discuss these past 100 days without alcohol. So if you've 
tuned in from the beginning or you follow me on Instagram, I just want to give the background information to you guys about how I really didn't plan to go this long without alcohol. I just had that one night where I was super hungover, took a video of myself telling myself, I don't want to feel like this ever again. And that's when I just chose to just give it up. And a lot of you guys have messaged me and asked me, you know, how how did you do it? Like, how are you going? And I will say the number one thing that I think has really helped me to stay consistent in this journey is putting it out on social media and downloading a app. I downloaded this app. This is not sponsored or anything, but I downloaded this app. It's called Clean Day and it counts every day that you're sober and it has like a motivational quote. And I feel that alone, having that accountability to kind of remind me every single day, oh, okay, I've gone this long giving up alcohol. I can go another day or I've put this much work into it. I'm not just going to like take a sip of alcohol and just erase all the days that I've gone without it. Like it just helps me to stay on track. And I tell you guys that was such a big deal with my whole weight loss journey too, is sharing what I'm doing on social media and having that accountability and like putting it out there. Now I will say I do not talk about giving up alcohol in my everyday life. I have realized, like especially when I go to social events and I say, oh, or I announce, oh, I'm not drinking tonight, then it becomes like this thing where people have their opinions or they try to kind of influence you or persuade you to drink and it becomes like a big deal and it and it shouldn't be. You know, choosing to give up alcohol doesn't have to be this big deal or anything. It's just a choice. But I do think that there's this difference with my life on social media. I do put it out there sometimes selfishly for that accountability, but I'm not putting it out there in like my everyday life like that because that's when it becomes a thing, if that makes sense. So if you are looking to just start and you don't know where to start, those are like my two things. Like Put it out there on social media to hold yourself accountable. If you're not like a social media person, download that app. There's other different versions of that app. The app that I downloaded is Clean Day, and it just really keeps you on track and reminds you of your goal that you're working towards every single day. So I think I just want to start off by talking about all the good things that has happened the past 100 days without alcohol. So I will be really honest with you. I want to say the first four weeks, so that's probably the first month, the first 30 days was the hardest. And again, I was not really someone who drank throughout the week. I really had it down where like Friday night was like that green light, that go time where Friday nights was a bottle of wine. I would order pad thai. You know, we would either go out to dinner, have drinks, multiple drinks. Like the weekends were really my time to drink. And that's where the problem was because even though I wasn't drinking consistently throughout the week, 
on the weekends, you know, I was having multiple glasses of wine and just being hung over the next day. And even if I drank like a glass of wine on a Wednesday while I cooked dinner, I was still hung over the next day or like my sleep was interrupted and I had that anxiety at 5 a.m. in the morning and I just didn't feel as motivated the next day. But really the weekend was like that time to drink for me. So I will say the first 30 days were the hardest because I kind of had to relearn what weekends were to me because really it was like I needed Friday to feel like a Friday night and have something to look forward to after a long work week. So my Friday nights now have kind of shifted. They're more of like a family time or like if we do go out to dinner and I will tell you going out to dinner is so hard because that's the time when I would order the glasses of wine. I've learned that I order a glass of sparkling water in a wine glass with lime. And it's like just having that wine glass in front of me and like sipping something, I've I've gotten used to. It's just replacing that behavior or at least for me, and I feel like I've gotten over a hump after the 30 days because now it's like I really don't have a desire to have that bottle of wine on a Friday because now I look forward to, you know, I know it's going to be a family time. We're going to watch a movie and I'm probably going to go to bed a little earlier but I'm going to wake up the next day feeling so good. Like that's probably one of the biggest things is now my weekends are not just where I lay on the couch hungover and I make poor food choices because I need to get, you know, that greasy food fix after a night of going out. Like now I see the weekends as two more days of being productive in addition to the five days during the week, if that makes sense. So it really has taken 30 days to kind of rewire my brain to change my perspective of what weekends look like for me and what I want them to look like for me. But I've had to kind of get through those 30 days to know that this way they're better. Now I'll kind of like flip the switch and talk about the alternative bad side to that. I 100% know that I am a lot less social. Not that I was like the most social person ever, but I don't have a desire to go out to dinner with like friends that I usually would call for dinner because there's not going to be drinks involved. Or like the other night, my husband and I just went to dinner and he had a drink and Side note, my husband's not really a big drinker at all, which has made it a little easier because he is really like a social drinker. But again, if he social drinks, he probably has like one or two beers and that's it, where I was like the one who needed to have six drinks in one night, you know? So we went to dinner and he wanted to go to a bar afterwards and I just, I, I just didn't want to go. And I feel like that's kind of been the negative side of it is times where I would be a little more social or I would kind of reach out to friends to go out to dinner. I really don't have a desire to do it. And I was just reading something where it's like, if you can't have fun with your friends or like enjoy your friends with without alcohol, then it's time to like change your circle of friends. And I'm not saying like, oh, my friends are just terrible, but it also 
makes me wonder, okay, who is it that I really want to spend time with or can like tolerate? I know that kind of like sounds like really like rude, I guess, but I'm not trying to be rude saying that. I'm just saying, I think I'm being very choosy and picky who I choose to surround myself with now, you know? Um, yeah. So that's one of the things, one of the negative sides and is I am definitely less social. I do kind of just want to put it out there going back to like when you don't announce you're not drinking. For example, on Halloween, we went to like a neighbor's house before we started trick-or-treating. And of course, like everyone was drinking. Some people were taking shots. And I just walked in with one of my Curious Elixir drinks. It comes in like a bottle. It's a booze-free crafted drink. And it looks like like a beer bottle, you know, and I walked in with the drink and I didn't announce like, oh, I'm not drinking or anything like that. Someone said, oh, do you guys want drinks? Oh, you already have drinks. Great. Like there was no awkward, like, oh, you're not drinking. Like what's going on? Or, oh, you know, are you sure you don't want to drink? Like there was no conversation. Like I had a drink in my hand and it was fine. Like there was no attention on me not drinking. And I, I didn't feel that pressure myself. So that's kind of the trick. Have a drink in your hand. And I, I will tell you, I've also learned it's definitely the behavior of, of like putting a wine glass or a drink to your mouth and putting it down and like holding a drink where like, even if it's water, you, you feel fulfilled. So going back, if I ever were to drink again, that's probably going to be one of my secrets is like, have a glass of wine and then just have something that's like non-alcoholic in my hand at all times, because it really is that behavior of like drinking something, or it makes you feel like you're part of something when you're holding a drink while everyone else is drinking. Real quick, I wanted to interrupt this episode to tell you about Anna Louisa Jewelry. So I am very picky about my jewelry. I like dainty gold jewelry. Right now I'm wearing Anna Louisa's necklaces. I have their earrings in. I also have a ring that I'm wearing right now. But Anna Luisa, their jewelry is very high quality. It's 100% water neutral and carbon neutral. So they do great things for the planet. They have jewelry like earrings, necklaces, rings, bracelets. And now you can get 25% off with my code Allie K. If you go to shop.analuisa.com forward slash Allie K for 25 off. Their jewelry starts at $39, so very affordable. And every Friday, a new collection is released. So there is always something to shop. They even have tabs where you can see gift options for holiday gifts, wedding gifts, baby shower gift recommendations, gifts of love. They really have it all. So go to shop.analuisa.com forward slash Allie K and receive 25% off. I don't know if this is like a bad thing, but I think it's kind of 
I'm becoming aware of it even more and kind of feeling not upset, but irritated with this concept. So we know we live in a society where everything revolves around drinking. And I think we all know that. Like even if you go to a baby shower, there's typically champagne or some type of drink, you know, weddings and everything revolves around alcohol. And I feel like I'm noticing it even more now that I'm not involving alcohol in my life. And I'll give you an example. So you guys know, like working out for me is like my mental and physical health medicine. Like working out is my escape. It helps me just in so many areas. You guys know, like moving my body is everything to me. And one thing is like, if someone were to ask me to dinner or like a workout class, I would go to the workout class with them always, but I would probably cancel dinner on them. You know, like I will never turn down like a social event that has to do with working out. But so I'm involved with something. I'm not going to like put out names because I'm not like picking this company apart or anything, but it's just something that I experienced that kind of was just like, wow, really? So I went to like a workout class and it's a new workout. And at the end they celebrated their founding members and there was champagne. Like everyone just worked out and then they were celebrating because it's like a new studio. And then there was champagne there. So like everyone who just worked out, you know, they're probably working out to better themselves or, you know, they had a bad day or, you know, they're, they're giving that hour to just grow in so many areas of their lives. And really that's what working out is for so many people. But at the, at the end, here's champagne, like, here you go. Like, that workout class offered champagne. And it's just like, really? And that's just where, I don't know, I just got a little frustrated. And I know like so many gyms, so many workouts, so many running clubs do this where it's like wind down Wednesday, like let's run five miles and then go have beers afterwards. Like I get that, but I guess now that I am without alcohol, it's just why do we have to combine that you know, working out and that like thing that's going to help people mentally and physically better their health and then give them something that's so toxic. So I will say I'm getting a little more, I guess, judgy. I really will be honest with you guys. I am getting judgy and I'm getting very low tolerance. Like, you know, if you've been pregnant and you've been around a lot of drunk people, you have clarity in your mind and those other people don't. And you see how stupid some people act and what they say. And believe me, I was that person. When I drink alcohol, I act stupid and I say stupid things that I regret the next day. And I think now being an outsider, I'm really trying hard to be like accepting of it, but. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. 
I am accepting of people who drink and stuff like that. I'm not judging you, but I guess it's like, I just don't want to be around it. And I think that's kind of like the theme of what I'm saying with bettering yourself. Like the, this is the invest your best podcast to better yourself. And my goal, what I told you in the first episode is to better myself in all areas of my life, mentally, physically, spiritually, every type of way I can better myself. And I think that also starts with how you choose to exert your energy, like who you give your energy to, who you surround yourself with. And I just feel like I want to keep leveling up and I just don't want to be around that. So I will say one of the negatives is that I am catching myself becoming very judgy about alcohol and when I'm around it. And I don't want to be that way. I just think I'm on an extreme right now that I'll kind of like find that balance as time goes on. Like I said, I'm not saying I'll never drink again. I do not want to put that pressure on myself because I feel like if I choose to drink again, which I'm not, which it, it might be a possibility, I don't want to feel like I failed myself and I did this like terrible, terrible thing by breaking my sobriety and like letting people down. So I just want to keep putting that out there that I do not know how long I'm going to continue giving up alcohol. But right now, now that I've had a hundred days under my belt and I'm telling you like 100 days feels like such a milestone because I don't have a desire. It's like when I see like we're, we've been at the mountains, Thanksgiving happened. When I see like my sister having a glass of wine, I know in my head, okay, she's going to feel really good for like 30 minutes. You know, she's going to be loose and fun. And you know, like that doesn't bother me at all. But then I know after the 30 minutes and after she's had a couple glasses of wine, she's going to have to start chugging water. She's probably not going to feel the best when she goes to sleep. And then when she wakes up, she might be hungover. And so like, I see that phase and I'm like, mm, I'm good. Those 30 minutes of like bliss, I'm good without because the positive is that I'm going to have a great night's sleep. I'm going to wake up not hungover, which I think has been like such a major thing is waking up with clarity and feeling like my best self and being motivated for the day versus just being hungover. I don't ever want to feel hungover again. And I think that's like the driving force to this. But I will say... One of the other bad things I have realized is when I want, like when I want to look forward to something or like I want to have a treat, usually that would be like me pouring myself a glass of wine. And now it's definitely like, oh, let's go get ice cream. Or I do find myself like buying ice cream in our freezer. Like usually there's never candy in our house. And I've definitely kept some of the kids Halloween candy. So I definitely see myself replacing that like indulging in food rather than wine when like I need to de-stress or unwind and look forward to something. So that's definitely been a negative, but I'm aware of like, okay, there's this behavior that I need to learn how to replace. Um, So I will just say that is definitely a thing where like you eat more, especially like with sweets, or at least for me, it's been that way. So going back to another positive I will just say I love waking up on, especially on the weekends, knowing that my kids are going to see their mother 
fresh as a daisy. I mean, I don't always wake up fresh, but you know, like waking up and I'm there at 7am when they wake up and making them breakfast and I'm not, you know, laying on the couch and, you know, them asking to take them to the pool. And I say, no, I don't feel good. And, you know, they're seeing their mom in a different light because I feel like they saw me too much in that hungover light. I'm I'm just really going to be honest, you know, and that's something I'm not proud of. I I think, especially with my son being eight years old, you know, he knows what wine is. He knows what beer is, you know, and I hate how we say, oh, mommy needs mommy juice now, you know, like mommy needs their mommy juice and that's wine. Like they need wine to get through parenthood. And I hate how as a society, we've kind of like normalized that and and that's fine, but I don't want to normalize that with my kids. And I think for a while I was, especially during COVID, I told you guys, like we were making cocktails at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon because we homeschooled and now it was like cocktail time. And I just, I don't want that culture for my kids. And I think we all look at like kind of how we were raised as kids growing up. And I don't remember my parents ever saying they were hungover and stuff. And I really admired that. And like my eight-year-old knows what being hungover is. And I I just, I don't want that culture around my kids. And I'll tell you, my husband went out, which is very rare for my husband. He went out with some work friends and he had a couple drinks. And again, I told you, my husband doesn't really drink that much. So when he does have a couple beers, you know, he's he's feeling it and he's definitely hung over the next day. It affects him too. You know, he came home and he went to bed and then the next day he was on his butt all day hung over. And I think seeing that again, and like, it was a day where he had to like work with me and stuff. It was a weekend and we still had a stage. We still had to do stuff. Like he couldn't just sit on the couch like he wanted to. He had to push through and he was miserable. And I honestly, I felt really bad for him. But at the same time in my mind, it was kind of like solidifying, like, okay, this is why I'm almost to a hundred days of being sober. Like, I don't want to feel that way ever. And yeah, I just feel like now being kind of like that outsider and observing it. It's kind of like, I look for things to support, keep to keep going being sober. Does that make sense? Like I'm looking for everything to like acknowledge my choice to give up alcohol. And I feel like there's so much around me where I'm like, okay. And my kids definitely being the driving force of like, I just, I just don't want, you know, that alcohol around them. And you're probably like, well, what's wrong with like having alcohol? Like why, why does it have to be such an extreme? And I'll tell you because I had that extreme mind frame. Like I'm, I'm honest with you guys. I can't just have one or two drinks. Like in my mind, I rather just not drink at all. If I'm not going to have six, that's just the way my brain works. And that's where it's a problem. I had, I could not balance alcohol. And that's where it's like in society, we think those are the people who have the problem, but really alcohol is the problem. You know, you're not supposed to be able to manage alcohol because it's so poisonous. So I just want to share that perspective. And I think like the theme of all this that I just want to put out there is that becoming aware of, of things that are bringing you further away from your goals, becoming aware of 
what those things are. And for me, drinking alcohol was setting me back. Like it was trickling through my productivity during the week. Like I was hungover on a Sunday and on that Monday, I was still feeling bad. You know, I I wasn't proud of who I was when I drank. So that was something that I chose to stop for, stop doing right now because it was bringing me further away from my goals. So I just encourage you that it might not be alcohol. It might be a person, a toxic person in your life or a toxic behavior, whatever it is. I think the first thing is just becoming aware of it and really understanding what's bringing you closer to your overall goals and what's bringing you further away from them. I just also want to say throughout this whole thing, I think it's so important, and this is one of the reasons why I'm also sharing this 100-day sober podcast with you guys, is I really want to share the narrative that you can choose to not drink and it be okay. Like, it's okay that you're not drinking. And I just want to put that perspective out there because in society, it's like, it's you're not okay if you're not drinking because everything in society revolves around alcohol. And I just want to share the alternative and less popular narrative that it's okay to not drink and you're still a great, cool person and life continues without alcohol. And it's really like a rebirth of a new life. You know, there's really great things that happen when you choose to give up alcohol and it's not like you're not this fun person. I will say there's like you got to kind of navigate this new life and and be open to new experiences and and know that, you know, you're going to lose friends maybe, but maybe those friends aren't your people, you know, there's things that definitely happen when you choose to give up alcohol and separate yourself from that. But that doesn't mean that there isn't an alternative life. That's great. And as you hear, there's a lot of good things, but I just want to be real with you guys that, you know, it's not all like rainbows and sunshines when you just choose to give up alcohol in a society that glamorizes alcohol. So there it is. That's my 100-day sober update. Again, I don't know if I'll ever drink again. I don't want to put that pressure on myself. And I encourage you, if you just want to kind of like reset your intake with alcohol moving into January 2022, go download an app that just keeps you accountable. Tell your friends and just try it for 30 days because I really do believe that 30 days is kind of like that hump. Like once you get over that hump, it becomes more like your everyday normal not drinking. And after 30 days, you can really experience what it feels like to not have it in your life. So try it for 30 days, just reset and see what happens. But I do want to say, I think I'm pretty sure, pretty confident I will have a sober challenge starting in January. That will be another two-week challenge with Way Better. So stick around for details on that on the next episode, the next two episodes. There should be announcements on the two-week sober challenge. You can always come to my Instagram for more content information. I always have fitness challenges, sober challenges going on, especially going into 2022. I'm also launching an app that will also take place in January 2022. So a lot to look forward to. Of course, you can check me out on TikTok at Alexandra Will, and you can visit my site, investyourbestwithallyk.com for coaching and merchandise. And I will see you next week. (laughs) 